What is going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? What's going on, everyone? So today is DFS Day, uh, our favorite podcast of the week, your favorite podcast of the week. Um, you know, we'll get into the, our, our plays for the week, try to win you guys some money, of course. Um, and so I don't even think we should waste any time. Let's just get right into it and give these guys, you know, what they're here for. Yep. All right. So we're going to start at quarterback, as we always do. Uh, Steve and I will each build a team. I think it's good. You know, I like that idea. We mm -hmm. did a few weeks back. Uh, so we just build a team uh, and give you guys a team to play. Yep. Um, so high-priced quarterbacks, who are you in favor of? I'll tell you what, man. Like, I don't normally like paying up for the top guy. I normally like paying up down to, like, you know, where Russell Wilson's at at 7,300 or Kyler Murray at 7,000. Um, but in New Orleans, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have to throw the ball. I, th I don't think he has a choice because New Orleans is very good at stopping the run. Last week against Philly, I think that RPO style really messed them up. I, I don't think they were completely ready for that fully. Uh, and it kind of – which was surprising to me because they play against – you know, they play against that style in practice with Taysom Hill at quarterback. But I just don't think that they ha they were expecting it to be such a prevalent part of the Eagles offense because that's not what the Eagles have shown all year long. So I think they got caught by surprise, if that makes any sense. Uh, but yeah, And it's it's I mean, it's. So it's not like Miles Sanders really like jumped off the, you know. Oh, he had that eighty. He had an eighty-two 80, yard touchdown yeah. run. Outside of that, I think he had what twenty-seven, yeah. twenty-eight rushing yards. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't even think he had thirty yards. I think it was right under thirty. I might have been. I like, think he had like hundred and nine total for the game. Yeah. So you're talking twenty-seven rushing yards, and I think he had fifteen attempts. So yeah, you're talking about basically fourteen carries for twenty-seven yards outside of that eighty-two yard rush. Now, obviously, you can't discount that. You know, yeah. it was there, yep. but, yep. you know, one rush from Miles Sanders really made his day. Um, it was more so Jalen Hurts just killing him, you know, and even hit most of his, a lot of his runs were just yeah, scrambles. I mean, here, he man. didn't really do much during the read, read option. He had two straight plays uh, at the end of the half where I think he ran for about 40 of his yards. Yeah, One yeah. was like a 30-yard scamper down the sideline, and then the next play he ran up the middle and slid it like the nine-yard line. So, mm, yep. Um. Yeah, I think I think you know. I, I it was definitely. I don't think it was as bad, you know, as what it seemed. I know it's like two hundred yard rushers, and to go you, you know, you look at that, and it's like, oh my god. But I don't think it was as bad as what it seemed because just because of the the, you know, the long play from Sanders, and you know, the couple long plays from, couple nice, yeah, a couple nice run takeoff. Because like the read option didn't kill him. It was more just. Hurts taking off when when things broke down. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, I I feel like the Saints defense is great at stopping the run. I mean, they're they uh, they might be the best run stopping team in football. Tampa, um, Tampa's the best. Yeah, they're. I think they're both close. I mean, with Vita Vey, I agree. Tampa Bay is the best with with Vey on the field. But without Vey, I think they're these two are really close. Um, and I think Kansas City. In this game is going to be like you know what we're just not we're just not going to 
even attempt to establish a, a strong running game. I think we're just going to wing it. We're going to throw it and we're going to see if they can stop Kelsey Hill and, and uh, you know, all of our other weapons. Uh, so I'm paying up for Patrick Mahomes this week. I, 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 I think I don't see any way that they stop Kelsey. Like I love Kelsey this week. I think Kelsey is, you know, just going to go off. So to me, I think, you know, just like you have been paying for Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams every week, I think there's a great week to to go Kelsey Patrick Mahomes because I just feel like – I almost feel like he's a lock for a touchdown and over 100 yards in this game, and I think Patrick Mahomes is a lock for over 300 and in, in, in three in this game. I, I just don't see how that doesn't happen. After what we watched the other night, I, I think – not going Lamar Jackson against Jacksonville has to, you know, that has to be one of the the better ones as well. Um, the guy was just remarkable. You know, yeah. I think he just put the team on his back and said, yeah, we're not losing this game. Um, you know, I don't think you can go, you, you can, you know, not look at that one and point that one out. Um, you know, put paying the 7,500, uh, you know, Jackson just, the, the end of their schedule has just been so much better. You know, I, I think, you know, it's definitely taken a little bit of pressure off him. And if you watch the the other day, you know, he, he definitely looked like he's starting to get his groove back. So um, Lamar would definitely be a name to consider as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I really like Kyler against Philly, too. Uh, Philly's whole secondary is out. Like Slay is got in the concussion protocol. Avante Maddox is is not practicing either. McLeod is out for the year when it torn ACL. Like their whole secondary is dismantled. Like yep. I love De- DeAndre Hopkins this week. DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite wide receiver play, and that includes Devontae Adams. Um, if you play in a whole week, but you know, to me, like with this Sunday slate, uh, Devontae DeAndre Hopkins is my favorite play because. Like I said, Philadelphia's secondary, like they're they're just decimated, and they have nobody that can stop DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, that's another pairing I really like. I like yeah. I like Murray, especially because what we saw last week. You know, what I mean, Murray wasn't great last week, but he looked good throwing the ball last week. You know what I mean? I was worried about that. That that was my main concern because he hasn't been running. You know what I mean? So if he's not running. It just makes me a little bit nervous. But last week he had 13 carries. Like he he ran the ball last week, which to me really opened up that passing game for him. You know what I mean? And like I said, he didn't go off. He didn't go crazy. But it it gave me the confidence to be like, okay. You know what I mean? I feel a whole lot more confident putting in Kyler Murray in my lineup, especially against a Philly matchup that, like Kev said, you know, they're banged up in the secondary. I mean, let's just be honest. The Eagles are banged up, period. All like They have been... Every year there's that team that everybody looks at and goes, man, that team just got decimated by injuries. The Eagles are that team this year. You know what I mean? Normally it's the, the the Chargers. The Chargers are just, you know, that one year it was the the Green Bay Packers. And then, you know, the Chargers like two, three years in a row were just like the team in the NFL that just could not stay healthy. And, you know, this year is the Eagles. So, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's other teams that had major injuries, but the Eagles just – three of their offensive linemen and, and, you know, wide receivers not being in healthy almost the entire season. And, you know, Jack Ertz being hurt and Dallas Goddard missing a game or two in the beginning of the season. Like, well, what was it? Four. I think he missed four games. Um, you know, it just yeah. the slew of injuries for the Philadelphia Eagles has just been ridiculous this year, offense and defense. So, 
you know, Kyle Mara coming in this game. I think there's a must win situation for Carolina. I mean, for Arizona, you know, if they want to stay in that playoff hunt uh, with, you know, other teams that are starting to, you know, it's the playoff. The playoff board is starting to figure itself out at this point, and and Arizona needs to be one of those teams that's winning these last couple of games of the season. So I, I agree. I think Kyler Murray is a great start this week along with DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're both very, very viable in DFS this, year, this week. Yep. So uh, Going into the middle price, guys, I mean, Ryan Tannehill against Detroit, definitely another good one. Yeah, that's that's. Oh. My my thing with Brian Tannehill is, I always it always seems to be like, all right. So just looking at the game logs, right? It seems to me like in matchups where I'm like, okay, this guy is gonna go bananas, he doesn't. And in matchups where I'm yeah. like, this guy is going to do absolutely nothing, he does. Uh, like he goes off. So, you know, at, in week two, right? Just for an example. So in week two, he ends up getting you, what did he get you in week two? 26 fantasy points. The Jacksonville Jaguars had just played the Indianapolis Colts the week before. They basically shut down the Colts. So we were like, all right, I mean, maybe Jacksonville's defense is for real. And, you know, I didn't expect a big game from Tannehill. He comes out with 26 fantasy points. Then the next week again, Minnesota, we're like, oh, man, Minnesota is there. He's going to trash Minnesota because – their secondary is young and they're just going to suck and he gets you 16 fantasy points. And then against Buffalo, you're like, yeah, no, he, you know, I'm not going to start him against Buffalo. Buffalo's defense is legit. He gets you 30, (laughs) right? Like, especially it just seems like in the matchups where I think he's going to go off, he doesn't. And when I don't think he's going to go off, he does. So he's really hard to play like Cleveland two weeks ago. He played Cleveland two weeks ago. I didn't think he was going to go off in that game. I thought that was going to be a Derrick Henry game, and and he gets you thirty one fantasy points. Like it, it's just to me, it's so hard to figure this dude out. I just don't trust him in my fantasy lineup. Yep. Um, Tom Brady uh, going against Atlanta. Obviously, that's another one. Yep. Uh, Atlanta, I feel like has been better against the pass. Uh, you know. We talked about this. We've talked about this. You know, Atlanta has gotten better since making the coaching change yep. uh, on defense. So, but they are still not great. And Tom Brady has a ton of weapons to throw the ball to. So, yeah, I, I do think that, you know, Brady is probably a pretty good play here. But at the same time, I'll talk about it later. But uh, I like Atlanta Falcons defense going yeah. against the team. So, yep. uh, yeah, uh, Tom Brady. Uh, definitely could be a good play. Yeah. Jared Goff for me, he's he's kind of like, it's almost the exact same situation as Tannehill, right? In games you think he's going to blow up, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then in games you think, you yeah. know. So to me, he's a guy that I'm just like, I'm tired of being like, okay, play Tannehill this week, and he gets you – you know, against San Fran, everybody said it, you know, Tannehill playing against San Fran at home should be a nice matchup for him. You know, San Fran's banged up in the secondary. They got rich, you know, they got, they got some of their, their pieces back, yeah, you know, Richard, Richard Sherman, Sherman and they got, game, yeah, man. exactly. They got a couple of their pieces back, but still not a defense that I'm scared of this year because the pass rush has just not been there. And he gets you six fantasy points. Like it's, <laughs> Then he goes up against Tampa Bay and gets you 28 points. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. It's, 
exactly. So another guy that I'm just Seattle like 14 fantasy points. Like, exactly. You know. It's just, it was just, I don't know. I just feel like these guys in the middle tier are just too hard to figure out. I mean, like, you know, even Tom Brady, Tom Brady's been very the same way this year. You yeah, know what I mean? He's like, been hit or miss. He's been hit or miss too. So in this week, I think as we know that the playoff matchups are starting to form and we know the teams that are good, I'd rather just go with the guys that are good. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is playing on sun- Saturday night, so we can't we can't have that stack. So since I can't have that stack, which is why I'm saying Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, is kind of that stack to me. And it's actually cheaper because I'm paying – nine thousand for you know Devonte adams and i'm getting kelsey for eight so really i'm paying basically the same quarterback price but getting the discount at tight end and really with doing that you can kind of fit three kill into your lineup you know so i just feel comf- more comfortable with you know the russell wilson's going up against washington because i i do think russ is going to go you know have a good game kyler murray going against philly um you know, and and Lamar Jackson going against Jacksonville. Like I, these are guys that I feel very confident in, and I don't have to spend down and hope that my guy does something. Yep. Yep. And as we go to the lower priced quarterbacks, um, there is one lower priced quarterback. I say Jalen Hurts. I think because of rushing has to be mentioned, but yeah. I don't know if you want to put your fantasy, you know, your 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 DraftKings fantasy money on on Hurts to repeat that performance for real. Um, who are you uh, referring to? So, uh, okay, so I, I we talked about this the other day. Philip Rivers, right? Like. Yeah. We already know that he had a good game against this team. He had, I mean, 19.2 fantasy points, but it was in Houston. And if you remember, you know, they, Houston started scoring at the end of that game. They were losing, you know, they were losing by two touchdowns before they scored that last touchdown and bring it close. So it wasn't really like a, a situation where he had to score a lot, but I, I, I kind of have a feeling that Houston is actually going to come and bring it this, this week. I, and I do like Watson. I'm not going to tell you to start in, in, in FanDuel. I think Watson is, to me, he's been pretty safe. And if it wasn't for a drop pass last week, he probably has a much better fantasy day. You know, because if you guys seen that that drop, you know, Aikens dropped that touchdown that was like, that must be, that might be the most ridiculous drop I've ever seen in football ever. And according to what they said, he got the sun in his eyes. They couldn't see the ball coming. He couldn't figure out where the hell it was. He knew the play was coming to him. He knew he was open. But when, you know, with the sun just, I don't know, blinded him, he couldn't see it. Yeah. So, you know, that if he scores that that there, that's he scored you 23 last week instead of 16. So, you know, it, it was a situation where I feel like, you know, he was pretty safe. So, I do think that if this game could be a little bit more high scoring than we're assuming. And Phillip Rivers is one of those guys that can, you know, blow up in a week in one of these weird matchups where you're just not expecting it. And against Houston, is there a better matchup to blow up in? Like basically Houston is one of the worst defenses in fantasy football period. So I think I will have a little bit, maybe a team or two with Phillip Rivers. And then after that, I'm not really touching anybody else. I mean, like, you can't do Matt Ryan against Tampa Bay. You can't do, you know, 
Cam Newton, Trubisky, Tungavaloa, you know, Stafford. I, Stafford I actually maybe might consider, depending on how what we hear about those ribs. But if we're hearing that he's still, you know, laboring with the rib injuries, then, you know, I'm probably not going to bother. Yep. Yep. Pay up um, at quarterback this week, guys. What's that? <laughs> I said pay up at quarterback yeah, this pay week. Up guys. For quarterback, I agree. I, this is definitely more of a week to pay up, uh, in my opinion, as well. All right, so let's move on to the running backs. Ah, uh, man. Is there a better running back than Derrick Henry? Like... Um, no, there's not. <laughs> um, it's just this simple. is the thing, right? So Derrick Henry gets Detroit. Detroit. I believe after that he gets the Packers. Mm-hmm. And then he has the Texans. Yep. The next three weeks he has probably 1,531 yards. Does Derrick Henry get the 2,000? It's about a buck 55 a game, I think. Maybe a buck in between a buck 55 and a buck 60 a game. All right, so oh, well. this is what I will say. I think this game here determines whether he will get to 2,000. If he has another 200-yard rushing I game. I think the Packers game does because I think that what the, the difference – see, like I think Ter- Derrick Henry could go off in this game. Yeah, I do too. He could get a buck 60 in this game. The Packers game is going to be key because the Packers could jump out on them with the lack of pass, rush, pass defense that they have. Yeah. And if that happens, we know what happens to Derrick Henry in games where – Tennessee has to, you know, play catch up. Yeah. So, which is kind of why I'm the, saying about Detroit this week cuz I think I think this week could be a 230 40 yard game. I really do. I, don't I want you to say that, Steve. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm going against Henry in my big money league and All right, I'm so think not, I'm nervous about it. So, oh yeah. No, no, I didn't want you to say that. <laughs> I I mean like like think about it. I think Oh, I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, when when teams when teams no. All right. So, for example, so I remember watching the documentary about the Ravens season when uh uh Jamal Anderson or not, Jamal yeah, Jamal Anderson. Yeah. had his 2000-yard season, right? And basically what they said was around week 12, they realized like okay, he could he could he could get this like he if we get x amount of yards per week this is a real thing right mm-hmm. and the offensive line was like okay we're we're gonna go for this like they went they took him aside and they said hey listen you know we're gonna we're gonna go for this we want you to get this like the offensive line takes it as like a sense of pride like hey listen we were a, we were the line that blocked for a 2,000 yard rusher yeah so i think that the offensive line is probably in derrick henry's ear like hey listen the Packer game might be tough because, like you just said, they could run up the score. So this is a week to get a big chunk. So that way, the following week, if you get a hundred, if you have a hundred yard game, it's not gonna, it's not gonna kill your two thousand. So let's put it on them this week. And well, I Houston's think this could be it. Oh yeah, I don't think Houston has any chance of stopping Houston. him at all. Period. He already had two hundred against. <laughs> exactly. Houston, so. Exactly. So if he gets like a two hundred yard game in this game. Then he really only has to get a hundred and hundred and fifteen hundred and twenty to be in range in that Houston game to get it. Yeah. And man, like, I feel bad for Detroit this week. They're going to run Derrick Henry down their throat. 
Um, anybody else uh, higher priced guys that you like? Um, I'll tell you this. I do like Kamara if Drew Brees plays. I'm uh, praying that you Drew are not. Pl- plays. So in that same league, I have yeah. Alvin Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> I am literally like. I'm about to call Sean Payton up and be like, yo, <laughs> yo, what's up with Drew? Like, you got to get Drew oh, on the field. Real. Um, and- Drew did, I think, practice today, and he was taking off the injury. Uh, you know, like, the he, he came off the, the, the IR. Yeah. Uh, yep. Designated or designated for practice or whatever it was. So yep, yep. Hopefully they get him out there because one thing I will say, they are now – a game behind or they're I think they're tied with with the Packers but the Packers beat them mm-hmm. they can't afford to go like one game behind the Packers because no. you don't want to go to Lambeau in the playoffs no. you'd much rather be in New Orleans in the playoffs so they gotta win games and Kansas City's tough yep. they got a lot better shot with Drew Brees than they do with Taysom Hill I completely agree I couldn't agree more uh, you know I, and I think they have to know that I, I yeah, think yeah. they have to think to themselves like, "Hey, listen, like, this is not a game that we can really lo- afford to lose." You know, especially nope. I, I, if had they won that Eagles game, I think this game they kind of go, "Okay, Drew, like, we yeah. can afford to lose this game." But because they lost that Eagles game, I think they're like, I "Listen, was the same exact thing." I yeah. think because they lost that Eagles game, now they're in the two seed. Now you have to play in Week One. Yep. You know, because Week One of the playoffs, because now there's seven teams, so only yep. one team gets a bye. I think that's that's very important, and and I don't think they're going to hold out Drew Brees as long as they you know any longer because of like you said they're they're trying to keep that one seat they they want to get that one seat back and the best yeah. way to do that is to have Drew Brees out there winning football games. Yep, I, I think it's a you know I hate to say it's a must win, but it's it's as close to a must win game for a team that is guaranteed the playoffs. What's I'll the eight that. o'clock game tonight? What's the eight o'clock game on my, on Sunday? Uh, the eight o'clock, the Sunday night game is. I'll tell you right now. I actually have it up. The Sunday night game on. All right. So the Sunday night game for week fifteen will be Browns Giants. Like. How is Kansas City New Orleans not the game of the week? <laughs> like, oh, it is the game of the week, but it's the four twenty five game. Yeah, of the week. I'd the, much rather had it. Yeah, game. me too. Like, I was Sunday night football, Kansas City, and you know what? They, I don't think they, I don't know what, how much time they have to change the schedule because they have changed the schedule before and said, okay, this team is going to you know the, the Sunday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if that's an option that they're even thinking, but. Uh, it's probably I, not now. They yeah, usually probably flex. Not now. It's too late, probably. Yeah, they usually flex a week before. And you got the Giants and the Browns. Like, come on, yeah. man! <laughs> what do you like? What do these people who make the schedule look at? I don't know. We'll put the Giants and the Browns as no. the Sunday night game when Kansas City and New Orleans play each other. Yeah, it's terrible. Come on, man. And on Monday night they have Bengals Steelers. Like, really? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Bengals Steelers Monday night. You know why? This is what I we, I've talked about this with you before, Steve. They know they have you hooked. Yeah, they can put watch any game. shit game they want on yeah. Thursday and Monday night because they know you're gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, I do. If you play fantasy football, which I would say seventy five percent of football fans do. Yeah. 
you're going to watch it. Yep, they know. They and the other balls. 25%, half of them going to watch it. <laughs> so real. they don't they they don't, know. They're not stupid. Yeah. They know. Um, but so, let's yeah. speed this up a little bit because we are yep. definitely taking a little bit more time. Yeah, we're at 24 minutes, so we'll yeah. speed it up a little bit. All right, so... <sighs> All right, so looking right. at the running backs at the top, yeah. uh, you know, Kamara, if, if, yeah, Drew, Brees if Drew Brees plays. Jonathan Taylor, yes, definitely. I want him in, in a line. lot of lineups. A lot of lineups. There, I, I don't think he's – is he in there? Oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I already put him in my lineup. That's why he wasn't in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, already in there. Um, David Montgomery against Minnesota. I know David Montgomery's been really, really good. And honestly, last week, he wasn't really good. He had an 80-yard touchdown, and then basically after that, didn't do shit. Yo, man, don't don't shit on Montgomery right now. He's had a couple <laughs> good weeks. He's had a few good weeks. I think he's For like real. back-to-back 100-yard weeks. Yeah, yep, back-to-back. He didn't have a 100-yard game, yeah. uh, you know, basically all season long until that. And actually, but. his last three fantasy games, because the game against Detroit, he had over 100. No, he did not have over 100 against Detroit. Uh, he had 72. Yeah, he had a touchdown. Uh, but he had though. two touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew he scored. Uh, the game against uh, Green Bay, he had over 100, but he had five catches for 40 yards and a touchdown as well. Yeah. So he's had over 27 fantasy points the last three weeks. Yep. Uh, I don't so, yeah, he's been very good. I think he's that's going to happen this week. No. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that. Um, I think his last game against Minnesota was actually not very good. Uh, no, it was terrible. It was not good at all. It was. They definitely played right Minnesota this year already, though. Yeah, Where because am I missing this? Yeah, they definitely played Minnesota because he, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook only had ninety something yards because yeah. against he... Minnesota. Oh, he... you know what? He did not play that week. That was oh yeah, he was hurt. He You're right. Yeah. Yep, he was hurt that those two weeks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Cordell Patterson playing. That actually could be big for them. Yeah, for real. Well, Dalvin Cook, he's at the top. Well, Derrick Henry's at the top. He's right below Derrick Henry. And this is not – in DFS, no. I'm not playing him. I can't do it. No. You know what I mean, he only had 15 Dalvin points. Dalvin Cook does not do well against – he does not do well against Chicago. Yeah. Historically. Chicago. Yeah, historically. And not even just this season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for Hicks getting hurt in that game, yeah. and he had 30 carries. He had 30 carries for, for not even 100 yards. And yeah. and most of those yards came after Hicks got hurt. It was actually, um, like, under 80 yards. It, yeah. was, it was pretty bad. It, it was bad. Um, Yeah, he had a lot of catches in the game, which which really made Helped his – Yeah, which made his day pretty good. Um, Going down the list further, I do – I like DeAndre Swift yep. um, against Tennessee – uh, you know, mm-hmm. last week he came back from injury. Um, wasn't great, but he definitely got most of the work, which I liked yep. seeing. He got five uh, targets too, which is nice to see from a guy coming right back from injury. Absolutely. So, and we know this guy, like we know he's in, he's you know involved in the pass game. It just sucks that carry on Johnson gets a touchdown in the game, but yep. um, you know, Swift is definitely a guy this week that I think uh, I think. You know, coming back from injury could have a good week. You know, against Tennessee, you know, a bad defense doesn't really scare me. You know, Swift at 6,400 could be a good play. Yep. Uh, another guy that I actually really like. See, I know a lot of people are going to say Cam. I really like, I love what I've been seeing out of Cam Akers. 
Don't get me wrong. But I feel like the Jets have been much better against the run over the, like, the past month, month and a half. They've been giving up like shit ton of yards in the passing game. I mean, we saw two weeks ago against the Raiders. They gave up the – literally, they all you got to do is play prevent defense, and which is why Greg Williams got fired. But, you know, he, he sent an all-out blitz against – yeah, <laughs> against a team that has one of the fastest players in the NFL just doesn't literally makes no sense. But anyway, um, so Cam Akers, I don't love this week. I still think he'll be all right, and he's going to be a popular DFS play because people are just they hear yeah, the Jets yeah. and they're just like, oh yeah, I mean Jets suck. And, um, and Cam Akers had 171 rushing yards last week, so everybody exactly. all over him. Exactly. So I am personally not going to be on the Cam Akers train. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, I no, not doing no. that. But in that Dude, same why tier, Alexander Madison so expensive. He's always so expensive. It makes no sense, and he hasn't like, played. Not in even like three on the weeks. injured list. I don't think this week. Yeah, he's not even on a report this week. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't even understand. But J.K. Dobbins, I actually really like this week. Uh, he had 13 carries last. You know, last well, two nights ago. Two nights ago, he had 13 carries. He scored, you know, he had basically four yards of carry against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, not against Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, against the Cleveland Browns. And Cleveland has been pretty good against the run. Uh, so I think more and more they're starting to lean on these two young guys, Gus yeah, Bus. Yeah, Mark, Mark Ingram, he's kind of done. an afterthought <laughs> now at this point. Yep. So I like that these guys are getting involved in Jacksonville. I know they've been a little bit better the past couple of weeks against you know, teams running and passing, but you know, I just don't think they have the capability to stop this Baltimore offense at all. Uh, so I do like Dobbins and then, you know, further down looking at it, you know, McKissick is going to be a popular play because, you know, Seattle gives up a lot of pass, you know, pass catching work to running backs. They don't give up a lot of rushing yards. And it was actually surprising to see how good he was last week running the ball. He ran the ball 11 times for 68 yards. So, if he is the guy again, basically he was the guy. You know what I mean? Um, I do like J.D. McKissick this week. Yeah, <sighs> I actually love J.D. McKissick this week. I mean, yep. they play Seattle. So, Seattle, you know Seattle's going to, you know, I don't think they're, you know, uh, they're going to keep Seattle from scoring. And, you know, that could just lead to a lot of check down from Alex Smith. I hope Alex Smith plays because if Alex Smith plays, I really like J.D. McKissick a lot especially in, in DraftKings where it's PPR. Yep, I agree. All right, so after that, I'll tell you what, it goes down a pretty good ways. Significant. Before, yeah, it goes down a pretty good ways before I even consider a guy. Um, one guy I will throw out, uh, one guy I will throw out is Leonard Fournette. Uh, right now, Ronald Jones is on the COVID list. He has a broken pinky. It doesn't seem like he's going to play. Um, so with that being the case, Fournette at 4,500 is probably going to be their lead back. I know I saw Shady get some work the other day, but Fournette will be their lead back. And, you know, I, I know we've talked about Atlanta being good, good against the, the uh, defense, but, you know, that I feel like Fournette has a chance to score a touchdown just about every week. And, and you know, at $4,500 for a guy who could possibly touch the ball 15 to 18 times, I mean, that's – I don't think you can ask for a better price than that. Yep, I agree. 
Um, and really, you know, like Todd Gurley can't do it against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, Selvin Ahmed, we don't know if he's going to play this week. I would consider him against New New England, considering how terrible New England was stopping the run last week. And this game is in Miami. And if you guys, I'm obviously a Buffalo Bills fan and I pay attention to the NFC East, like a lot. Uh, AFC, I'm sorry, AFC East a lot. And it always seems like New England goes into Miami and gets their ass whooped. Like it happens every year. I don't even understand it. Miami miracle, baby. Yep. Miami can literally be the worst team in the NFL, and they always seem to beat the Patriots at home. (laughs) One thing I did see today, they said that Matt Breda was taken off the COVID list and that him and DeAndre Washington will probably be splitting carries. So I don't think – there was no report about Savon Ahmed being, you know, ready to go or anything like that, which is kind of – Kind of bad. I mean, you talk about a guy that like had one good game, <laughs> two good yeah. games, and it was just like, oh, your shoulder can't, you know. He's just a smaller guy. I mean, some guys just they ain't yeah. built for the wear and tear of, of a full NFL season. And obviously, Ahmed, you know. Yep. He uh, says here he limited, limited practice on Wednesday. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Um,. Yeah, and then you after think that, Matt will be their their guy if he's healthy. No, I don't think he'll be their guy, but I do think they'll split work because I I don't think they think Gaskins is like a guy who can carry a huge load either. So well, Gaskins Gaskins doesn't appear to be coming off the COVID list. No, I don't think so, he's going to come off either. He actually caught COVID, so uh, oh, he did. I, I thought he was in contact. He actually no, had it. He, t- Gaskin tested positive. So when he tested positive, I think I think it was Friday last week. Mm-hmm. And when he tested positive, they were like, yes, he, there's a good chance he misses two games because, he tested you know, positive. it's like 10 days and 10 days would probably take him up to Sunday. So, um, yeah, so, that I mean, like you said, I mean, the low price guys, there's really not much. I mean, Gus Edwards is another one I feel like at 4,400 you could uh, take a shot on, mm-hmm. um, you know, but he only really got set. He only got seven carries in the game the other day. Yeah. It just so happened that two of them were touchdowns. So yep. definitely what doesn't really make me excited. Um, and that's about it. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is actually a really good price, but going against New Orleans, I don't want to start him. Exactly. Um, but he's been getting a lot more work, and if his price tag is going to stay down here, I think that he's going to – he could wind up being a very good play, uh, like a kind of like a sneaky tournament play at some point. Even this week, like you want to put, put him in a tournament, like – Bell's getting 10 to 15 touches, it seems like. Yeah. And it's like he's $4,200, and nobody's going to play him going against the Saints. They're the, you know, they're the number one, again, they're number one um, against to the running back position in fantasy. Nobody's going to put Le'Veon Bell out there. And, you know, no. you want a tournament play, a cheap tournament play, Le'Veon Bell. There you go. All right, let's get to these wide receivers. So I already told you, like, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, I even like DK Metcalf. I just don't think there's anybody on Washington that can stop DK. You know, there's not really a corner in the league that can stop DK. He's basically proven that this this year. Um, he's gone up against, I would say, all of the best corners in football. The only the only team he has not, you know, no, yeah, he's basically gone against all of the best guys. Think about it. He's gone up against Jalen Ramsey, and he's gone up against, uh, you know, Stefan Gilmore and Tredavious White, and he's basically seen all of the best corners in football. 
um, and has basically shined in every one of those matchups. So I'm not worried about the Washington Redskins at all. And Actually, he, all these higher priced guys, man. Yep. You know, like they really, you know, Ridley. Uh, yep. You know, we've seen what we've seen the Tampa Bay's, you know, pass defense starting to crack. Yep. Um, AJ Brown, this dude's just a monster. Allen Robinson dude. going against Chicago's secondary. Like, what's that? Yeah, he is ridiculous. AJ Brown is ridiculous. Yes, he's a freak. That dude is huge. I. I I wish I was the quarterback throwing to DK Metcalf and AJ Brown in college. <laughs> I would have been a. I would have been in the NFL. Super. I would have been Zach. Beck- I would have been Zach Mettenberger. Yep, I would have that- sucked when I got in the NFL, but yep. I would have got that contract, baby. For um, real. <laughs> so for real. Uh, both of those, you know, really like the top five guys, you know, uh, you know, or six guys, so to speak: Reek, Metcalf, uh, Ridley, AJ Brown, Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins. I feel like. All are very good plays this week. Yep. And I'll tell you what. Allen Robinson, if you guys remember that game against the Bears, the this was the game the Bears had played 10 games in a row because their bye week was not until week 11. So if you remember, yeah. that game, Nick Foles was terrible. Was awful. He was awful in that Thursday night game. He was just really, really bad. And if you remember, Allen Robinson paid for it. I like a lot of people are going to see the stat line from that game. I love Allen Robinson this week with Mr. Biskey throwing the ball. He has looked so much better over the past couple of weeks, 27 fantasy points, 13 and a half fantasy points, 30 fantasy points. Like he has been a monster over the past three weeks. He's just been awesome. So to me, I have no like I I know a lot of people are probably gonna stay away because they're gonna they're gonna go back and they're gonna look at the Minnesota stat line they're gonna go say oh, six catches for forty three yards no touchdowns yeah yeah I'm probably gonna stay away from him. nope don't do that I mean yep. get him in your lineup if if you can you know if you can swing Allen Robinson do it yep uh, as we move down the list both of the Rams guys yep. uh, both I feel like are good plays. Um, this could be one of those games. I mean, I know you were talking about golf, but this could be one of those games also that, you know, similar to the uh, Arizona game, I think it was, where each had, like, double-digit catches. Yeah. Um, well, the one good thing about starting these guys and not having to start golf is the target funnel between the receivers in this. It's just not really – it's just those two guys, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, golf could have a bad game. Yeah, it's changed. Exactly. He could it's have a bad game in both these was, guys there could was have good a, games. Yeah, there was a lot of Higby, Higby in the beginning. There was a lot of Van Jefferson and, and Josh Reynolds for a period. Josh Reynolds, I think, one week actually probably led the team in targets, it felt like. Yep. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's been a lot more Woods and Cup as of late. Yep. Uh, Terry I love Terry, Terry McLaurin. McLaurin. I th- I'm really quick before we get that Terry McLaurin. I, I, he actually might be. Oh uh, yeah, so he's he's actually a little cheaper than than Lockett. Yep. Lockett hasn't had that blow up week in three weeks. Yep. It's been three weeks since he actually had a really good week. Yep. Lockett's due. <laughs> you know, oh, what I mean, real. Russell, Russell, Russell will always look for DK, but there's always that week where Tyler Lockett just gives you that 13 for. Th- 140 and two touchdowns. It's almost like clockwork. Like, check this out. It, it, I'm telling you, like, it, he it, hasn't done it in three weeks. In week one, 17.2. Week two, 19.7. Week three, 40. 
Nope. <laughs> right? Then 5.9, 8.4, 56. <laughs> like, like, it's almost, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't do it in the middle of the season. He did it on the fourth game. So it was 7.3, 8.0, 11.6, 21.7. 5.3, 12.3, 10.2. Here it goes, guys. He's switching up from three games to four. He's going to blow up this week. Dude, 20 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns is his stat line against Arizona this year. God That's damn. ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, he's due, he's due for a 20-point week. I, I definitely think Lockett could, could be good this week. Yep, I agree. And I honestly think they need that. Like, I think I think they get too much into relying on DK in the passing game, and I think it becomes too predictable. I yeah. think they need to start – opening up to lock it and and, you know even last week he had five for 56 like against the jets like it's a perfect game for him to go off and you know um i just think that he's due and they got to get him going as they had as you enter the playoffs yep i agree um and i'm with you on terry mclaurin as well you know yeah i like terry i like scary terry this week i just think i think he's another guy that's due he's due for a big game and as surprising Okay, so last week, man, like, Dwayne Haskins is just so bad. Like, I he's unbelievably bad. And I don't know what happened, because in college, he was actually really good. Like, I watched his tape, and I was like, damn, this dude can, this dude's got an arm. He's pretty accurate. Like, I like what I see. And in, and in the NFL, he's just a completely different guy. And, and don't get me wrong, in college, he did have overthrows, and he did, you know, he wasn't perfect, but he's way better than he's showing in the NFL. Like, he's just, I don't know. I don't know if he's, you know, some guys getting in the NFL, they get nervous because of the competition or what it is, but, you know, he just don't look like the same guy. But anyway, uh, I do like Scary Terry. Um, going down the list to the, I would say, the next tier of guys, you know, Mike Evans is, you know, he can be in your lineup every single week. Uh, Chris Godwin, same thing. Brandon Ayuk, I was telling you guys the other day Brandon that I really I like. like yes, <laughs> I really, really like Brandon Ayuk this week. Like, dude, dude. I'm excited for Brandon Ayuk this week. I, 24.9, 20.5, yeah. 19.7, 23.1, 20. 20.5. Those are his last five games. Yeah, he's his been awesome. lowest game is 19.7 yeah he's like been awesome. that's a 3x week like he's been I, awesome. I don't know how and going against dallas who we know is awful man and no debo yeah he's awesome i I, 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 I just don't see yeah i just don't see how he doesn't he saw 16 targets last week guys like 16 it's a lot and don't get me wrong they were losing for most of that game you know so yeah. they were like trying to trying to score and get back into it but they weren't getting blown out, but they were losing. So they you they, they needed half. They can get eight targets and still go off. <laughs> exactly, especially against Dallas. Like, yeah. come on, like I love him. I, I I had he was like the second guy I put into my lineup, in the lineup that me and Kev are creating. Um, the other guy in that middle area that I really like this week is Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks. We're not a hundred percent sure if he's going to play. He was limited in practice today. Um, you know, he has that neck injury. He actually has a neck and I believe it was a calf injury. Um, but they're not listing the calf anymore. They're just saying the neck is what kept him out of last week's game. But 
if he does play in this game, it'll be the first week without Will Fuller, and I just think he's going to be pelted with targets, like a lot of targets. Um, against Indy, the last time he played them, he had eight targets. I would not be surprised if that number is more like 12 to 15 targets. Um, and he had five catches for 65 yards. So with double the almost double the amount of targets, I could see over 100 yards and a touchdown uh, for Brandon Cooks. And for the price, I really like that. And then it, it drops a little bit for me to Corey Davis against Detroit. Um, I would rather pay down to Corey Davis than AJ Brown this week, only because it's like a $2,000 difference. And I think either one of those guys could go off this week. So I'd rather take the $2,000 discount and, you know, go with Corey Davis and hope that he, uh, you know, this ends up being the Corey Davis week because they kind of take turns. It hasn't been that both of them really blow up. It's either been Corey goes off or, you know, AJ goes off. So uh, I would, take that chance and then after that it's a it's a big drop for me i'm going all the way down to like the lower play the low like the four thousands (laughs) because these guys in the middle here like i'll just read you off some of the names i say i actually i actually think marvin jones could be a good one if as long as stafford plays yeah that's definitely contingent on stafford yeah uh, T.Y. Hilton is another one that people are going to be popular because, you know, he always blows up against Houston. So that's another guy. Yep. Um, he always seems to have a really good game against Houston. And yep. it's well, in Indianapolis. That line the other, you know, last time they played, last time they played Houston, which was only, I think, two or three weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks he had ago. over 100 and a touchdown. 28 points. He had yeah. eight for 110 and a touchdown. So, mm-hmm. and he scored four touchdowns in his last three games. So he's got 25, 28, and 18 in his last three games. He's definitely starting to gain a, a rapport with Phillip Rivers. For real. Um, so like I said, after that group of guys, you know, Kiki QT, I'm not, you know, not really going to do that. Uh, DJ Chark, I know he's got Minshew back, but it's going up against Baltimore. I can't do that. Uh, Russell Gage will be popular because, you know, he had a really good game the past two weeks. He's had two back-to-back pretty good games. Uh, to me, I'm just, you know, I still have that in my head that if Julio and Ridley are not on the field, I don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to play Gage. Um, yeah, it's be, that, that depends on if Julio plays. If Julio and Ridley both play, I think Gage is, Gage is probably a pretty good play. Yep. And then it drops down, like, way lower for me. Honestly, so DJ Chark, I know he's got Minshew back, and I just said it, but I would rather pay down to LaVisca Chanel at $3,800. And I'll tell you what. Like, at this point in the season, (laughs) he had 11 targets last week, right? So I think they're trying to get him involved just to see what they got in him. Mm -hmm. And... I think he could be one of those guys that the last couple games of the season really shows you like he's a really good player. So for 3,800, yeah. I'm willing to throw him into my lineup and, and see how that goes because uh, with 11 targets last week, you know, this dude with the way he has, when he get you know, he is with the ball in his hands, you know, he could take any one of those to the house. So he's a guy that I, I have in a lot of line. I'm going to have in a lot of lineups this week. Yep. Yep. Um, lower price guys. Um, he has not been good, so I can't even, I can't even tell you to put him in your lineup, but I just have a gut feeling that Christian Kirk has a good week. Like I said, Philly's, 
Philly's entire secondary is hurt, uh, yep. except for Jalen Mills. So I, I mean, I would not go putting Kirk, Kirk in your lineup, but something just tells me he's going to have a big week, uh, or at least you know a week worth forty three hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like cheaper plays. Yeah, I just really like Michael Gallup. Yeah, uh, like. Every week, this guy gets seven, eight targets. Like, he's $3,500. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, he had a big game. Um, let me see what his game was a couple weeks ago. It was seven for 86 and a touchdown. He had 21 fantasy points. The guy's $3,500. Do you know what that does to your team if you're able to get, you know, 20 points from a $3,500 player? Like, mm-hmm. it's unreal what that does to your team. So, you know, to me, I, I just really like Michael Gallup as a cheap option uh, pretty much any week. You know what I mean? Like, he's getting the targets. You know, it's all about whether his head's in the game. And it seems like the the worse the matchup, the better it is for him. Because, obviously, there's so much attention on CeeDee Lamb and, and, and Amari Cooper that he just kind of skates under the radar. So, Yep, I agree. Um, Yeah, looking at... Honestly, there's not really anybody further down that I'm look. I'm trying to look for a punt play that yeah. I would feel confident in, and there's not really any punt plays that I would be like. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson's 3,200, but since Sammy Watkins has come back, he's yeah, kind he's of just not involved. Yeah, he's uh, just not Colin involved. Colin Johnson. You know, I don't know if you want to throw him in against Baltimore. That's kind of tough. You know, cut tough eleven, and he really didn't. Really didn't do much last week. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much as far as I can go down. Yeah, there's not really anything. I'm looking. Maybe Devin, Devin Duvernay, if you wanted to take a take a shot. Yeah, there's Muhammad Sanu for 3K, and Muhammad Sanu has been getting targets. He just has not been very good. Like, yeah. two weeks ago, he had, you know, that, well, was it two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. I'm sorry. Three weeks. Four for 40 or four for 32 and a touchdown. But he's basically been five points other than that. You know, yeah. unless he scores a touchdown, he's not really getting you anything. Um, yeah, there's not really anything down here any further that I can see. So, you know, looks like we're uh, paying up a little bit <laughs> for uh, yep. the wide receiver position this week. Well. I mean, I wish we could just pay up for every position. It's like we were paying for up real. at quarterback, we're paying up at wide receiver. You obviously need to pay up at running back. So there's there's options. I mean, another one is Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager seems like with with Hertz, they just have a little bit better connection. He's forty four hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, going against Arizona, Arizona does not scare me. So that's definitely one. Yeah, uh, no. definitely one that's. One that's on the cheaper side, he's only 4,400. Um, let's move on to the tight ends. So you already talked about Kelsey. I don't really think we need to get into Kelsey too much more. Uh, Mark Andrews going against Jacksonville. Uh, you know, Andrews was, what, 5 for 78, I think, the other day? Yep. Um, yeah, so you're getting 12, you know, 12 fantasy points there. Um, and, and, you know, the matchup against – it's. Jacksonville is just, you know, it's probably about the same as, as, as Cleveland. Uh, but, you know, he's always capable of scoring a touchdown. 5500 is a very good price, I think, from, from Mark Andrews. Yep, I agree. Mark Andrews is 
You know, and I know he was terrible last week, and a lot of people, like, I heard a lot of people like, oh, my God, he ruined my fantasy season. He's been the worst, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, people fail to to remember, you know, that this dude was putting up two and three touchdowns throughout the season, and he got you 12 last week. Like, yeah, I heard a lot of people crying, and they were saying, oh, yeah, he screwed my season, and blah, blah, blah. Like, the last three weeks is 13, 20, and 12. So, like... If you're losing with your tight end scoring that, then your team just sucks. Like, I've had I had tight ends that were getting me like four. I had three times this season in one league where my tight end got me less than three fantasy points. It happened to me three times, and I won two of those games. So if you're losing with your tight end scoring you thirteen, your team just sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like that's all there is to it. Like you know what I mean? Like your tight end getting you thirteen, that's gold. That's wonderful. Um, TJ Hawkinson, like I got to talk about TJ. TJ has been great. Like, yes, TJ really has been like really good this year. And I know a lot of people were down on him to start the season because you know how terrible he was last year, but just listen to like, since basically week seven, 16.9, 13.5, 14.9. He had that stinker against Washington, which was surprising because Washington has been terrible inside end, 3.3, but 10.8, 13.9, 15.4, 16.3. Like, the dude has just been awesome. So, you know, I think he's viable every single week. And, you know, this week ain't no difference against Tennessee. Um, the one guy that I actually do think I'm going to have in some lineups is Rob Gronkowski. Gronk. Yeah, Gronk at 4,200 going up against Atlanta. Atlanta's been one of the worst teams against tight end. Um, I, I like the matchup, and I do think that, you know, Tom Brady is going to have to throw a little bit because we've been telling you all year long that this team can stop the run. Atlanta has been able to stop the run basically all year long. Uh, and I know he only had one catch last week for two yards and a touchdown, but he's always viable for a touchdown every basically every single week because the dude's so damn big. So, you know, he this dude can get you a touchdown any given week. And, you know, going up against one of the worst teams against tight end, I'll, you know, I'll take that chance. Yep. 100% agree with that. Uh, as we go down the list, um, you know, uh, Johnny Smith just hasn't been good enough, I think, for me to throw him in my lineup. Yeah. You know, he, just he's been really bad. Yeah, I think he's just banged up. Um, you know, he had he had a good game, what you know, okay game. You know, he's been very touchdown dependent the last you know month of the season. Yeah. Um, whereas yeah. before he was getting you some yardage. Um, you know, Cook, Cook maybe if Drew Brees is back, but he's just been getting so he's had a couple donuts in the last five weeks. Uh, so you can't really count on that. Um, I like Irv Smith. Uh, with no Kyle yep. Rudolph, Irv Smith to me is definitely a guy I would throw in my lineup. Um, you know, he's a guy that that is basically a receiving tight end, and and you know they use a lot of double tight end sets in Minnesota to you know help the run game out. But you know, with no Kyle Rudolph, he's going to be huge for that passing game, and I just I think that he's ultra talented. I think I think that. You know, you can really see, and he scored a touchdown last week. I think you can really see that, you know, if given an opportunity, he could be a real weapon for Minnesota. Yep, I agree. Um, Looking at this. So, I mean, obviously Cole Komet, you know, he... He's another one of my He's favorites. another one that I like. 
He's just, I mean, the last two weeks he's gotten seven targets. He's $3,000. Yeah. Yep. I mean? so. uh, Will Disley is another guy at 2900 that I like. You know I mean? He started being used in the offense last week. Um, you know, two targets, two catches, uh, 23 yards and a touchdown. So if he's going to be used near the end zone, we know that that guy's going to score touchdowns. Um, so I don't mind putting Disley in my lineup if I need a really cheap Hopkins eh, option. Aikens, after dropping that ball, I'll never start again. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever again. Um, and so, so there's really the punt play for me, the lowest punt play that I would even consider is probably Will Disley. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I just don't feel like I can start anybody lower than that. Anybody above that, you know I mean, I, I, it is what it is. You can start those guys. I don't think, you know, as soon as you drop out of the top, I would say three guys, you know, Andrews, Hawkinson, this. and yeah. Trey yep. Burton and Moali Cox are both questionable. If they both don't play, Jack yeah, Doyle Jack might not Doyle be a could bit. do something. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely something to pay attention to. Because Jack Doyle actually has not been very utilized in this offense. Last week, you know what I mean? I know he had, you know, three for 30 or three for 40. What the hell do you have? Three, three for 40. Yeah, three for 40. So, um, you know, he definitely got some targets last week. You know, you never know. Especially, you know, especially if... Burton had no targets last week. Yeah, no, nothing. Um, anything. You know, and and like I said, they're both. He's questionable. Moali Cox is questionable. If they both are out, you know, Jack Doyle's definitely an option to throw out there. Yep, I agree with that. Um, and that's basically it. Like Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, he's to me he's an Not option. With hurts, man. Yeah, it's tough. What hurts? I because we really haven't seen enough of him to know what his. Yeah, he still got six targets last week. I think he was the he most targeted did. player on the team. So, uh, you know, I just yeah. think he's going to be the most – I agree with you. I don't think he's like has blow-up potential like he does with Wentz. Yeah. But, you know, if he's going to get six to eight targets a game, you know, he could get you 40, 50 yards, and that's that's pretty safe, especially for 3,900. You know I mean, like if he scores a touchdown, then you're, you know, you're basically getting 3X. Um, you just got to hope for that touchdown. I wouldn't be super confident in it, but, you know, if you wanted to do that, you know what I mean? Yep. Um. So let's do defenses, and then we'll give our lineups. So literally, I'm not paying up for defense this week. I'm just going all the way to the bottom because I feel like this week is the week to go after the expensive quarterbacks and pair them with one of their expensive receivers or, you know, tight end. And if I do that, I have to go cheap defense. So, you know, the defense that I feel pretty comfortable with uh, are the Jets because basically the Jets get you five points every week. You know what I mean? And they're twenty one hundred. So, you know, on a bad week they'll get you basically like last they week they got, got you negative one. <laughs> I mean they got you negative one last week, but the weeks before that, five, nine, eight, you know what I mean? Like don't get me wrong, they can definitely get you those negatives, but yeah. you know, I'll throw them in and hope that they get me a couple of sacks. Um The Lions, I'm not doing that. The Falcons actually, Kev said. I love the Falcons. Dude. Yeah, Kev said he likes the Falcons. I could agree with that because Tom Brady has just been—he's been weird about in his Atlanta, interceptions. In Atlanta, uh, you know, if it was in Tampa, I might disagree. But in Atlanta, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen with Tom. You know, on the road, even if there is no fans, I mean, it's just you know, the travel and all that, you just don't know. And I, I think that they've been playing a lot better and it's an in-division game, so they know what they're going to be looking at. I just, you know, 
think the Falcons are a good play for only $2,300. Yep, I agree. Uh, the only other low price defense that I would consider is the Cowboys. And uh, it's only because Mullins is a turnover machine. Like, the dude turn seems to turn the ball over at least once a game, every game. And yeah. last week against Washington, we got returned for a touchdown. And it's yep. because he throws horrible passes. He makes horrible decisions, and any one of those can get taken back to the house. So just because on the strength of Nick Mullins, I will have a little bit of the Cowboys defense at 2,700 because I just feel like that dude's a train wreck. Like he can literally just turn the ball over, and he could have two interceptions for touchdowns taken back, you know, in any given game. So I'll I'll – don't love the Cowboys defense, but I like the turnoverness, the turnover proneness of Nick Mullins. Yeah, dude, Washington. I mean, we're we can't we can't act like Seattle hasn't given up a ton of pass a pa, you know, a ton of pressure for Russell Wilson over the last two oh, months. Oh yeah, he's been getting sacked like a maniac. He's been getting yeah, he's gotten pressure on. And you're talking about the best offense defensive line in football. To yeah, me. they have Chase been. Young is going to be a problem. Yep. Like he's I called that again. Just want to. I just want to let you guys know. Watch. I said the Washington Redskins would be a top twelve defense. And, you definitely did. You've and been the, good on defense last two years. Forty nine last year. You said the Redskins this year. Yep. And then I think. I think in fantasy football, I think they're the number eight ranked defense. Yep. So. Yo, you also said Dallas was going to be a good. Oh defense. yeah, I did. I definitely did. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. That one, I just thought Alden Smith would be a little bit better. Because he, all this, this still, yeah, he's, do you know he's only 29 years old? He's still only 29 years old. I thought he would come in back to form. And honestly, watching the Cowboys, he actually doesn't look bad. You know, he hasn't been as good as I thought. I thought he was going to be, you know, the Pro Bowl player that left the NFL. And obviously, he's not been that. But, uh, yeah, the Cowboys defense is just, their back end is horrible. I would say their front seven is very good, but their back seven is just, wow, they're bad. All right, so let's get into these lineups. Um, I'll start it off. Yep. Um, I have Kyler Murray at quarterback. I have Jonathan Taylor, Leonard Fournette at my running backs. I have DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, and Brandon Ayuk at receiver. I have Irv Smith at my tight end, Jalen Rager in my flex, and the Falcons defense. I like it. All right, so I went the other way. I went Patrick Mahomes, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette. Uh, at my two running backs. Then I have Brandon Ayuk uh, as my basically star wide receiver because I took LaVisca Chenault and Chad Henson as my two low-priced wide receivers. Uh, Travis Kelsey as my tight end. And in my flex, I put Irv Smith Jr. Uh, and the Jets defense. So I have 100 left over. There you go, guys. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with your start sick questions. So until next time, peace out. Peace out, y'all.